0: and I don't send another bill. No, I send two guys that look a lot like Ving Rames and Michael Chiklis, and they do a very convincing impression of
1: breaking your friend's legs. Their secret is, they actually break them. Good morning, morning Greendale! Green Green
0: Dale. I'm Mike.
1: And I'm Ben, and these are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 12, Contemporary Impressionists.
0: This is Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> I'm Kermit! <laughs> I figured since everybody else is doing an impression, I should do it too. Um, I, that's, that's the one I've got. I have zero impressions. Um,
1: I. I think I mentioned this um, on our last podcast, but I did precisely one amazing George Takei. Oh my! And then I, Mm. I because I because I wasn't putting
0: retired the game.
1: (laughs) No, I've I've I afterwards I tried (laughs) many times and failed uh, because the first time I you know I wasn't taking it very seriously. There's no pressure on it. Sure, yeah. Nail it every other time you start overthinking it and Mm -hmm. you're like. How long does he do the O? Oh? How long does he do the my? What does he does he go like down with his inflection first and then up or does he go up and then like how does he like you you start overthinking it and then it comes out as like oh my and I'm just like nope that's not it.
0: I mean I that's can see not it. it. It's cl- no, I wouldn't say it's close but I can see where it's. St- do you want to try to rip off a real one?
1: Okay. Wait a real one a real oh my right now. Yeah.
0: Since I did a Kermit, uh, let's
1: let's pretend that that first one wasn't my real one.
0: <clears throat> it wasn't. I you were you, you were you were like I I go up and down. And like, oh my! Oh my! It's not bad. That was not bad.
1: It's not. It's not the height that I once had. No, though. like
0: sometimes you hit I, the, the height I, of uh, of what you need to do. Um, I was a
1: Zulu Icarus. I warp sped too close to the sun.
0: I've almost said, I almost thought you were about to say, I, I, I flew too cl- close to the wharf. <laughs> that's,
1: uh, that's, uh, that's better. And also we should probably eject now because we can only go I so have, far with Star Trek puns.
0: I have hit my limit of Star Trek knowledge. And now it's time, uh, instead of doing more of that to outsource Mike's bids. Oh boy, we were almost—we were in danger of, of running out of Star Wars things or Star Trek things to say.
1: Just so you know, Mike, you are now creating <laughs> eighteen different
0: timelines. It is true; we, those timelines are starting to dwindle quickly. Um, but before we they, they disappear entirely, let's get a good shuffle in while we can. I don't think that picked up, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll see. Now, Ben. Yes. Do you think it's the sex question? Actually, I think we've had this conversation before. Anyway, whatever. We'll see if we have. Uh, It's not the sex question, by the way. Damn it. Okay. The sex question, I will be like, this is, we need to like, I'm going to like, the The moment it pumps up, I'm gonna like stop, like stop the music and be like, okay. Do I need Do when, I need a
1: record scratch? Like, yes, like when a 1998 se- music- comedy trailer.
0: Yeah, like it. It literally is like this. Isn't your 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 daddy's Good Morning Greendale? I don't. We've been doing this for like a year. Um, Mike anyway. was your
1: average computer nerd until, and then <laughs> exactly. he he adopts 40 parrots and his life gets turned upside down
0: yeah i sure would with 40 parrots to take care of can you can you imagine can you hit me with this question please god i i want to make that movie now um ben yes which body? let me start again (laughs) because i can't i can't i gotta get a crisp one on this one which body part do you wish you could detach and why uh and this isn't the sex question this is not the, <laughs> the the sex question literally has the word sex in it and it's about sexual intercourse okay the the horns at the end of that uh song are like burr, 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 burr. it's weird
1: um so i mean my my first impulse is uh of course uh the penis, because then I could I could sure be a living embodiment of the song detachable penis. Sure,
0: as uh, we all. I mean, which, come on, come on,
1: but we which I, I I I did uh, I did detachable penis at karaoke one time. It did not go well. Um, I I had a I had imagine. a pretty I had a pretty great uh, delivery of it, but oh, the I'm crowd sure. the crowd just wasn't into it for some reason.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you got to <laughs> read the audience. Yeah, uh,
1: I I would say. Uh, my arm. Okay. Because it it sucks trying to like sleep with someone else in bed, and then like you also have an arm. Like if I could just like I sleep on the left side, so if I could just detach my right arm Mm -hmm. and then go to bed, sure. And that way I could flip over onto my right side, and I'd still have a left arm for cuddling, but a right arm arm for cuddling the right arm is no longer in the way, that's basically living my best life. And then I wake up and I pop that bad boy yeah, yeah. back on and I go do all my adventurous sports things I need my arm for.
0: Sure. You know, you, you hang up your arm at the end of the day and you're like, boy, uh-huh. that was a good day. And then you wake up and you're just like, another day in the grind and you snap it on and then you throw a touchdown. Uh-huh. Yep. I,
1: I come home with my rumpled up trench coat and hat and just with my tie like halfway undone. And I'm just like, oh, another another day at the rat races. And I hang up my hat and I hang up my coat and I hang up my arm. And then I just, I, so, I don't wait, know, do whatever we, I only need a left hand to do.
0: I mean, you know, um, <laughs> you have a podcast <laughs> for that. A different discussion. Um, I will say that it sounds like you've created the the coolest job ever of sports detective. um and uh i would like to Uh apply okay is there can i get an apprenticeship maybe of that because that sounds rad so what i've
1: gleaned from this conversation is that uh your uh early late 90s early 2000s comedy movie is you're a programmer who adopts 40 parrots sure yeah and my better movie is (laughs) ben mooney sport detective
0: Look, <laughs> let's be honest here. that name kicks ass. I just want to say that that name kicks ass. I want to make a movie based off mm. of it. I want to make a whole t v show about it. You can also have, you could have a very serialized amount of events there, like
1: also his his arm my arm right the the sport detective's arm just comes off like it's detachable, mm. but it's never mentioned it's, in the movie.
0: I wouldn't say it comes off it It can be taken off,
1: yeah, it's detachable.
0: Because if it comes off it kind of gives you more of a like a like a person that has some kind of weird disease situation going on. Where it's like a like a, not a not a prosthetic, but like kind of. Like I get what like you're a, going
1: with that. It's it's detachable. It doesn't it doesn't fly off like like I have nothing for this.
0: It's it's like it's like it's, the arm it's detachable. It's like the whisk on a KitchenAid mixer. That you can switch out for, like, the bread hook. So
1: detachable is what you're saying. No, yeah, I the know. The word I'm just, that I've used you, 40 times.
0: Y- yes, but you did say falls off, which is a different concept no, to me. No,
1: no, I said comes off.
0: Okay, fair enough. Comes off it still <laughs> gives me a little bit of that falls off. Anyway. We've gotten way off the, the ground. What, so, what?
1: anyways, as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by a semantic argument about my language for my movie, about my sport detective.
0: <laughs> Look, I don't have a good movie here. It's all I've got.
1: The arm is detachable and is never once m- referenced in the entire movie. He just comes home shown? and he, he detaches his okay, arm. Yeah. No, it's, of course it's shown. He comes off and it, it, he he comes home and he detaches his arm and he hangs it up along with his rumpled up trench coat and right. rumpled up hat and hangs it up. And then uh, when he goes into his sport detective work uh, the next day... He puts his arm on, and then he puts his rumpled-up coat on and his rumpled-up hat on, and then he goes to do a sport detective thing. And then he's just, like, uh, just uh, one more thing, because he's, like, blatantly ripping up sure, off yeah. Columbo at that he point. He
0: sports Columbo.
1: but it's But no one's ever like, oh, what's with the arm? And it's never, like, explained. There's no backstory about this is how he got a detachable arm. It's just... It's just canon that he has a detachable arm that no one brings up in the entire movie. And it's going to confuse all the critics, which is going to make it an indie darling. And it'll be great. Ben Mooney, sport detective coming summer of 2022.
0: Boy, that's, we got to film that now. Um, I will say that it would be funnier to me if there's just one shot of him not having an arm of like waking up in bed and not having an arm. And then it, that's never referenced ever again in the show or in the movie. That would be funnier to me, but that's a that's a different it's not, discussion. This is, this is
1: not a comedy, Mike.
0: I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I figured it's a, it's a it's hard-boiled
1: sim- detective drama.
0: Oh, okay. I did kind of assume it was going to be the Ace Ventura pet detective side because of, again the detective in the name. But you know what? You're fair. I, I I would love to see this this uh this movie. It would be very good, Mike.
1: If you could detach a body part what would it be
0: so i'm a tallman and i get on planes so of course i would detach my legs like i i don't have anything funny here to say i no. i have been on very mi- a lot of planes i am never comfortable i am 6'3 they they are no longer made for me i'm sure if like in the 50s when there was comfortable uh uh fl- flight but non-equitable flight uh it was better but boy you cannot i i do not fit in some of these chairs man
1: so you either need to take your legs off or go back in time.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, but if I can just go back in time, I I I feel like I should just be able to go. Like, if it feels like I should have like a tortoise where I could go wherever I wanted in space and time, but then I wouldn't need this time. I just need the space.
1: mm Hmm like unless like, unless there's no leg room in like it's bigger on the inside, but there's right. no leg room
0: that would be the so. wildest thing in the world if it's bigger on the inside and has no leg room. how did we how how did how
1: season three episode twelve contemporary impressionists <laughs> starts in the study room, everyone is hugging, excited because it's the new year, everyone had their Christmas vacation, and um they're catching up. Like you do Mm -hmm. remember back in school when you would be like, Hey, what'd you do with your Christmas vacation or whatever?
0: Except I I was always just like,
1: I played video games.
0: I was also, I mean, this is at one point, Troy and Abed discussed the video games Mm. they played, uh, in a previous one. I, I will say that this was supposed to be the 11th episode of the season, um, because they were coming out of hiatus. Uh, 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 It was supposed to be the the last one we we covered in this one Mm -hmm. flipped. uh, But Dan Harmon said, coming out of hiatus, they, meaning the network, wanted to air an episode that was more accessible to a general audience than this one. This one is a lot less accessible
1: in a lot of ways.
0: (laughs) It's certainly a lot. It's certainly a lot. Uh so uh we'll get to it, I'm assuming, because we're gonna talk about the episode like we generally do. Uh Shirley's uh child Ben, uh not you Ben, uh but Shirley's Ben got to be Baby Jesus in the church's nativity play. Uh Pierce digitized his movie collection going from VHS to Selectivision C E D video Disc. About time. About time. He's, now he's streets ahead. He sure is. Uh, is just excited for her new semester with her Intro to Human Psych class. She mm-hmm. makes a psyched pun. No one likes it.
1: Uh, it's not. It was not a very good pun. It's true. Uh, Jeff comes in and he's like super chill. He's sure. He's literally taken a chill pill. He's on some anti-anxiety meds mm-hmm. now. You know, he started seeing a shrink. Like and, the cool kids uh,
0: like me that are also on anti-anxiety medication.
1: And the, the anti-anxiety meds have really enhanced his self-confidence.
0: I would love uh, for that to be the case for me, but not really. Just less anxious, uh, but still a little anxious.
1: A little, a little anxiety um, is probably good.
0: And we will kind of uh, look at that theme and kind of inspect it in this episode of Community. Um, you know
1: what they say about anti-anxiety meds in the first act?
0: You pull off the Chekhov's gun joke in an episode where there literally is a Chekhov's gun.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. And, and but it's I'm, not I'm... about
0: the gun!
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Oh, but Subvert man, expectations,
1: baby. You,
0: like... That's so funny. It hurts a little bit in me.
1: Britta is a little terrified about this because she's like, what little self doubt you have is the only thing keeping your ego penned in, Mm -hmm. which as someone else with uh, anxiety, I feel that. Imagine, imagine all the things that I could do if I didn't have anxiety. Sure. Granted, if that were the case, my ADHD would take over and I sure. would just burn out even harder than I already burn out. But the point is, is that I could do it. I could burn out faster and in more increasingly stupid ways.
0: Look, you want to see a spectacular burnout? You got me right now. You want it rainbow colored? Give me some anti-anxiety medication. That's, that's what I'm saying.
1: Better to burn out than to fade away. That's what that song was talking about. It's talking Mm. about doing too many podcasts. Um, It was
0: certainly about too many podcasts.
1: Yeah, the other day I was like, I'm already behind on the podcasts that I already uh, try to do. What if, though... did a new
0: podcast yep i will say this like as somebody who again i i do a current uh my my running total of podcasts i do on a regular basis is running at one and i'm like oh that's a lot and then i'm like but this idea would be good though if i just do this podcast right here that would be Uh a good idea and then i'm like wait no no i uh, no i have so i i have so little time
1: I would recommend to everyone listening don't do podcasts because then you're just going to start doing more podcasts.
0: Right. Also you can On,
1: uh, <laughs> only do it only do it if you are prepared to accept the risk that much like Mike and adopting one bird and then suddenly he adopts 40 birds. <laughs>
0: It's, I'm it's so hard glad to stop. This is at the just... joke that's just going to go through the episode. <laughs> it's hard to stop at just one. You know, um, you just keep getting parrots. I will say that if you would like to listen to me specifically on a different podcast, I have been on Timeline Scavengers for a few few episodes, and I will. I believe I've got two more coming. So, uh, yeah. So yeah. Once you once you do one podcast, it's like potato chips. Once you pop, uh-huh. you can't stop. You can't, uh, and you, you, just can't have just one. you just gotta talk nonsense. You just gotta keep talking nonsense into a microphone, and then you're gonna look at, oh, I need a new microphone, I need a new stand, I need a, I need everything better. Like, and then, then they got you, and they then, being the, then
1: they got you,
0: the, the big podcast collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that, yeah. I mean, they're great, um, but am I being coerced to say that? I don't know. Wink.
1: In the middle of this uh, conversation, Abed is like, oh, excuse me. And he stands up just as a cop walks in and the cop like points a gun at him and, and Abed turns around slowly and he's like, I didn't kill my wife. The cop's like, I don't care. And then they like have this chase mm-hmm. and it's this like real epic sort of thing that comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that over the break, Abed realized that he can hire... Uh, celebrity impersonators to reenact scenes from movies, which like is the, the most Abed thing
0: that ever happened. It's true. I mean, doing the fugitive in his college. Uh-huh. It's pretty impressive. Uh Annie is kind of over the whole thing. Troy's like, he's not hurting anyone. He just likes reenacting scenes for movies. And Annie's worried about how he gets the money for it, uh, to which Britta suggests an intervention.
1: If this was happening in 2021 he could maybe film it and then get patreon dollars from it, and that's mm-hmm. how you 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 turned into at least at minimum a self-sustaining sort of thing, even if he can't quit his full-time job
0: Boy, we are just so focused on the hustle, aren't we <laughs> <laughs> he's i mean he's already a film student. He's literally already a film student. If only YouTube was more, uh, you could monetize YouTube at the time.
1: Listen to my new podcast, Ben Mooney, Sport Detective Minute, where I talk about the movie Ben Mooney, Sport Detective, one minute at a time every week.
0: We have to make the movie first and have it be released and then make a (laughs) podcast about the movie we made because of uh, Good Morning Greendale Enterprises.
1: All I'm saying is, can't stop, won't stop.
0: <laughs> we'll make a movie to make a podcast about it. Don't d- don't cross us. We'll do it.
1: Yeah, they all decide on an intervention. And at that point, Abed runs back into the room, still being chased. And then Cheng comes in and shoots a tranquilizer gun. Mm-hmm. Um, The Chekhov's tranquilizer. Chen- I almost called it a tranquilizer. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do now. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that was a mistake. However, I think Ben Chang. It's the Chang, perfect mistake. I think Ben Chang would be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, He'd prefer it, actually. Chang shoots Chekhov's chanquilizer gun, uh, breaking a window. Um, and it turns out that he he just knows someone who works at the zoo. So he got it from them. And yep. Yep.
0: Uh, he goes immediately to the dean's office and the dean chastises him about the tranquilizer gun. I'm sorry, chanquilizer gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chang says he has to resort to extreme measures because he's a one man army and has no other guards. I don't, I don't think he has to ex- resort to extreme measures, but this is what the character says.
1: Chang feels that he needs to resort to extreme measures. Mm-hmm. And so always he good, does.
0: Always good to use therapy words here. Um, the Dean reminds Chang, we're broke. We use eighty All 80% of the electricity we use is from the apartment building across the street.
1: I like the idea that they've just strung a, a big extension cord <laughs> from Greendale Community it's College so good over the street uh, and just stealing the electricity from them.
0: I'm Just incredible. Uh, this is when Chang decides to pout to try to get his way. The dean's like, I don't know who told you pouting was a good idea for you, but all I feel is hatred of Renee Zellweger.
1: It is a pretty big... Uh, Pretty big diss on Renee Zellweger. Very um, big. The dean does finally say, okay, maybe like you can, I'll, I'll let you bring on some security interns. You can offer them like college credit or something. And that's when Chang says, you won't regret this unless I rise up against you. Which he, is always a great thing to say to hear from someone who
0: you just gave power to. Who you deputized, basically. I will say that he, uh, the dean is kind of dismissive of the credit, being like, "You can give him a credit in safety or math or something." You know, th- math.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of math involved. Uh, that tra- that tranquilizer dart is mm-hmm. going to follow a, a parabolic curve along with gravity mm-hmm. uh, at 9.8 meters per second per second.
0: Wouldn't that be more physics credit rather than math? Because it's applied. You're applying that, that force of gravity and wind resistance and friction and things like that.
1: There's, I mean, there's other math that's involved. There's in... certainly
0: math involved in physics. That's true. No, I'm
1: saying there's other math involved in being a, a security guard because oh, you got to figure out how many... Tickets to give, and you gotta count those up. So that's addition. You know, you you gotta gotta know what
0: your quota is. It's very important.
1: You've you've gotta um do something else. You gotta figure out some trigonometry with you like cat cat stuck in a tree. You gotta you gotta know. Okay, well, if I'm so the tree is a right angle with the ground. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. G- generally, and but not, doesn't always work that way, but yes.
1: I've got a 37 degree angle to the cat mm-hmm. and I am measuring from, from my eyesight, which is about five foot six ish. Um, How high up is the cat? You got to figure that out before you deploy any sort of cat saving measures because you can't, you can't know, you can't go in not knowing how high up the cat is. You know, it checks out <laughs> the expression on your face. Uh, I'm sad was, that no one else. Will it it see was, that. it
0: was kind of like the gif of some of like trying to figure out with all uh-huh, the different uh-huh. math parts going around. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess, I guess you could, call that math? Yeah. I wish I was
1: recording the your the visuals of this call because I would totally put that and I would make a mic gif. <laughs> uh yeah. Mike calculating gif. Um mm.
0: it would be a good one. People would like it.
1: So, and then Chang leaves the office uh doing what I called some borderline Nazi stuff.
0: Yeah, it's not good. Chang is going places. The
1: uh, out in the hallway, um, Britta is what comes up to Jeff, and she's like, Look, I was right. Those meds you're taking, uh, if you keep taking those, you're vulnerable to hyper narcissosis.
0: I don't know if you Googled it, but I did, and it's and everything is like Britta made up a thing.
1: I am not surprised. <laughs> I didn't Google it because I assumed she made up a thing.
0: She did. Uh, Britta, Britta then attempts to use an apple as a visual guide to help him understand about his ego expanding. And Jeff's like, how does an apple make that more clear? Use a balloon. Which is a very funny way to divert the entire discussion. And Britta's I like, do, I was just heading to lunch.
1: I do like that, though, because she. it's one of those things where like she definitely feels like she's she's doing good like she's doing this well Where she's like okay imagine that this apple just keeps expanding and it's like okay well no apples don't do that so sure
0: however i do love I, i love the suggestion of from jeff who's being like explained to of use a balloon instead and then also As a recurring joke, the ego is shown in his head to be an apple. Like, that. that is hilarious to me.
1: Chekhov's apple ego.
0: Mm -hmm. Chekhov has his fingerprints all over this episode.
1: He does. Uh, He absolutely does. And you know why I know that? Because I am the sport detective.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what sport did Chekhov play specifically?
1: Uh water polo
0: okay I, I know i'm gonna sound like a math teacher but can you show your show me your work <laughs> on that one
1: uh yeah if you look up www.wikipedia.org slash check uh it's all right there don't do it don't do it yet Give me like five minutes.
0: (laughs) You know, if I Google this and I'm going to find water polo, I'd be like, holy. (laughs) I
1: can almost guarantee you that Chekhov did not play water polo. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it it didn't show up on my quick search of the page. Um, Neither did sport. uh, So that's uh, unfortunate. He he looks like he could have pulled off like being a baseball pitcher or something. And he's got a heck of a mustache in this Wikipedia picture. I've never actually looked at Chekhov. Got got you on Discord there, my friend.
1: Okay. Yeah, no. He's he's definitely he's definitely got an old-timey baseball player sort of vibe. They yeah. had, a lot of them had those sort of mustaches. Yeah. Um I could see that. Just just sort of put him in like a a like Striped uh, baseball sort of outfit, put a put a baseball in his hand there, and then just like, yeah, I could see that.
0: Now, did you know that Chekhov was a medical doctor?
1: I did not know that.
0: Chekhov practiced as a medical doctor throughout his, most of his literary career. Quote, medicine is my lawful wife, and literature is my mistress, he once said. Very clever. A uh, very clever
1: man, that Chekhov. Okay. So... Jeff has become we, so confident. We finally
0: learned about the man behind the Chekhov gun.
1: Jeff has become so confident that he feels that he can pull off aviator sunglasses. At that point, the dean comes up and Jeff turns around. And then um, my, my note says, uh, and I apologize for how I worded this.
0: Oh, do you I not said, apologize.
1: I said... The Dean insta-orgasms in Jeff's shadow.
0: You know what? I'm going to retract my previous statement. I think you should apologize for that. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Um, I just said he faints and convulses because Jeff is too attractive.
1: There's some some orgasms being intimated by these motions, I think.
0: Listeners, we want to know what you have to think. (laughs) Does, does, Does the Dean orgasm in this scene? um i do
1: <laughs> that's gonna be the worst poll we've ever put up and we've had some that basically i don't even remember right we've had a few that put god on blast and i don't remember <laughs> a why few.
0: a few
1: more, more than one easily um <laughs> and this somehow is going to be the worst twitter poll this we've one's ever the done. worst
0: one we've ever done uh i will say that britta tells uh tells jeff as as your friend get off the meds stay away from flattering situations like weddings soft lighting formal wear or gay bars
1: we get a a very quick shot where chang is trying to recruit people into his uh security intern force no one's really biting
0: right his pitch is see the world which is which is non-factual and ineffective
1: uh in the cafeteria the group is all sitting together and that's when Vinny shows up. Vinny is the owner of the Doppelganger service and mm-hmm. also a French Stewart impersonator. And of course Vinny is played by none other than French Stewart, which is it's, a great it's a great joke.
0: It's <laughs> such a great joke that that I w- it's just it's so good. I appreciate it very much. These like meta jokes that they love to do. Like this is the, this is community to me where it's like, we're going to tell you a joke without telling you the joke. You're just gonna have to understand every piece of it. Especially because everyone's like, Oh, you're French steward. Of course. It's like,
1: right. Cause at, cause at first we we're like, Hey, you look familiar. And then when he says that he's, he's been, uh riding the the uh gravy train of, of being a French steward impersonator. Uh people are like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, that's who it right. is. Like Yeah, it's it's very good.
0: It's very good. So Vinny comes up to Abed and is like, hey, you owe me three grand. And Abed's like, put it on my account. And Vinny's like, no. Do you think I'm an idiot?
1: <laughs> so I have I have a math related question.
0: Ooh, are we gonna get that credit?
1: So Abed owes Vinny 3 grand. Yep. Abed has been doing uh doing these little scenes uh for most of Christmas break it sounds like. Yes. How much do you think the services of one of these impersonators costs? Keeping in mind that there is some speculation here because I'm sure Abed probably had some money that he initially paid before right. going into debt uh so it's 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 one part math and one part just kind of uh you know trying to trying to guess like how many of these uh how many of these impersonators and ab- about at what cost uh were they
0: so I'm going to kind of think through uh because we do get more information about the impersonators at the uh spoiler alert bar mitzvah that shows up later. I'm sorry, um, they
1: call it a star mitzvah oh, on d- the banner.
0: dang it, I should have <laughs> called it its important name, yes, uh the star mitzvah um they have what looks to be like fifteen to sixteen impersonators or maybe mm-hmm. up to twenty, and I imagine that bar mitzvah's or I'm sorry star mitzvah is pretty well uh well uh it seems like a pretty pretty important shindig. Um, is based on how well it's attended and how well it is, uh, uh, laid out. I would think that these are, you know, not like thousand dollar impersonators, but like I think, I think it's probably a scale from like two fifty to maybe like 500 based on the better okay. ones. That would be my guess, especially because at the star mitzvah, it's seven of them are unpaid basically. Right. Because you've got Abed in the study group. Um, so I would say somewhere around two fifty, five hundred, depending on how good and how much they like the uh the 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 first guy is a Tommy Lee Jones, the the one in the study room is a Tommy Lee Jones impersonator, but it doesn't look anything like him and or sound anything like him. It just knows the quote. So that has to be in the lower end. hmm
1: So um if you if you just do a straight up um uh equation here that Vinnie is owed uh $3000 and there are seven people doing the impersonations that is 428.57 so basically uh dollars 400, yeah. 430 basically uh per person and that's for a 6 hour gig
0: ooh so per so, hour so now
1: so so yeah if you assume because these scenes are, seem to be pretty quick right I mean right. Abed does this this quick vu- fugitive sh- scene like that that can't go on that can't go on for for very long, right mm. so I mean uh, if that's if that's per hour, so they're doing six uh, that's 71 dollars uh 71 dollars an hour so if he's racked up three thousand divided by 74 uh, that's 40 hours of impersonators over the the Christmas break. Okay. Minimum, because again, this is just what he owes, right. not not including anything he's already paid.
0: Now, how many days do we think are there Christmas break? Uh,
1: I feel like our winter break, uh, college. Sorry. I feel like a college winter break, uh, at least for me, was uh, was about a month. Okay. Um. So, uh, if you figure like thirty days, that's that's a little over one per day.
0: Yep, that's true. Yeah.
1: I mean, there are going to be some scenes where you need. Two, maybe even three impersonators, um, <laughs> but but that does that does equate out to one point three five impersonators per day over the break, plus the one. Uh, I mean, the fugitive happened afterwards, so you know. Right. But still, this, this, is all, this is all some, some uh, real-time napkin, back-in-the-napkin math on a podcast that I'm sure is super interesting to everyone. But we're getting down to the details You know, here. when
0: you think about it, it's $71 per hour for, per impersonator. And think about that next time you want to, I don't know, uh, uh, cosplay the Avatar. And you have Team Aang.
1: I also just like how we're like, yeah, we we sometimes talk about community, except for the scenes where we're like, let's let's calculate out Abed's exact death. <laughs> to be fair, this is
0: <laughs> specifically about community, a hundred percent about community, none more community. Some say,
1: but yeah, this is when uh, uh, this is when Vinny realizes that uh, Jeff kind of looks like Ryan Seacrest, but a hotter Ryan Seacrest. He and looks taller. better. He looks better. He looks more handsome than a guy whose job it is to be handsome.
0: That that line gets repeated a few times. And it's amazing to me (laughs) that he's more handsome than the guy famous for being handsome. And it's like. Mm -hmm. I I get Seacrest is handsome, but I'm like, I don't think he's famous for being handsome. I think he's just famous for being a host of shows. But how do you become a host of shows? You be okay. handsome. And you you are good at speaking, which is why I'm not a host of a show except for this one, the one we made. <laughs> like like a television show, like like yes. like a Survivor. Yes. So or, or an American Idol or, you know, Swedish Idol. I don't know why I went to Sweden.
1: Vinny has a proposition, and that proposition is that he sees a sea of faces of lookalikes. There's an Oprah uh which is Shirley and Annie could be Judy Garland or Anne Hathaway and uh he's surprised to see both versions of Michael Jackson which are of course
0: Troy and Britta which is I uh, legitimately got a giggle out of me I've seen this episode before still gets a giggle it's very funny it's also I
1: mean we're jumping ahead but it's also just kind of amazing how well Britta pulls oh, yes. off <laughs> Michael Jackson <laughs>
0: He's in danger.
1: (laughs) like, I mean, not not in her acting, but just in her look. I
0: think that one that one little moment is very funny to me. (laughs) Jeff is in grave danger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's not
1: funny. I'm I'm just saying that's not a good Michael Jackson. (laughs) No,
0: it's not. But the the look
1: she pulls off the the look really well. Yeah, it's Um, it's a little concerning. It's surprising. Um. Uh, and of course, uh, he also calls Pierce, uh, fat Marlon Brando, um, and Pierce is like, no, Burt Reynolds, because mm. he feels, he feels he's Burt Reynolds.
0: Right. Uh, well, that, that's, that is a, like, two note story that we get. It's very <laughs> it's true. weird.
1: They're like, we, we needed Pierce to do something this episode, but we didn't uh, want him to do anything
0: too important. <laughs>
1: So how about he just has a struggle with trying to be Burt Reynolds instead of Fat Brando? Uh cool. We got it.
0: We did it. We that's ma-
1: we that's ma- that's, ma- that's we... his that's his story. We gave uh, him a storyline,
0: everybody. Lines. Um so yeah, if the study group study group works the gig that they that they he has, uh this big event on Saturday that needs a lot of bodies, he'll wipe away the debt. Um so you know, it's like, cool, that sounds awesome. And then he's like, Can we talk about it? Annie says
1: that they need to put their foot down because they can't keep bailing Abed out of things. And Troy says, look, it's not our job to help Abed grow up. Abed doesn't need reality. All we had was dumb reality before we met that man. Now becomes a little inconvenient, and it's time to get real for shame.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Troy also calls Abed a magical elf-like man who makes everyone more magical just by being near them, which is something. Uh, it's and, a lot, but just want to note this does work on Annie. And when a- Abed and Vinny return, Annie's like, We'll be happy to help you out. What? And as the
1: gang all gets up and leaves, uh, Vinny I keep wanting to call him uh, fake French Stewart, even though A, he's real French <laughs> Stewart, and B, the character actually has a name which is Vinny, but so that's fine. <laughs>
0: That you want to call him fake French Stewart when he is real French Stewart? Oh, it hurts. But I will say there there is a reason you want to call him fake French Stewart because kind of near the end they just start calling people by right. fake be fake person they're impersonating. So it's, um, it's just very funny to me. This whole episode is just so bizarre. I can but, understand uh, why the network's like, "Hey, how about this is we maybe not, not super
1: accessible?" <laughs> um, so. Uh, Fake French Stewart <laughs> is like, all right, but you know he he says to Troy and Troy specifically, so yes. no one else hears this. But he's like, if you guys mess up, then his debt is overdue, and I don't send another bill. I send Ving Rhames and Michael Chiklis impersonators to impersonate breaking his legs, and the trick is to make it look real. They really break his legs.
0: Dun dun dun! We have conflict. Um, then we go to Howie Schwartz's Star Mitzvah. Yeah, this group... is where
1: the bulk of the episode uh happens. Um
0: It's such a bizarre <laughs> it's such a bizarre thing to have happen. I, I, I do love it, but the so it's just like it, it, there's a lot of like just moments that are just ridiculous in this. So the group is being prepped by Vinny. Uh, who says stay in your assigned quadrants quoting lines from movies that you're positive that your impersonate is in.
1: I would be so bad at that job because um, I mean, a, I don't really look like anybody. Right. Um,
0: Me neither. I don't think so. Like
1: there, there was a, there was a a thing on Facebook ages and ages ago that was like, change your profile picture to someone that, uh, to a celebrity that you look like. And, Ah, uh, the best that I got was Matt Damon, and if you if you make a Matt Damon picture really, 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 really small, like Facebook profile picture size, small, okay, it kind he kind of looks like me, <laughs> kind of a little bit, just a, um, just a touch, but like that is static image Facebook thumbnail. Right. Uh, I don't think it would hold up at a at a star mitzvah.
0: I don't. I don't think I could play anything that would uh, fit at a star mitzvah either. Also, I'd have some issues with some other of the rules, like bur- no burping, farting, coughing, hiccuping, or cussing, except for James, their resident Walter Matthau.
1: If you had to work off your friend's debt, I I go into major debt. Uh, hiring impersonators at seventy dollars an hour. You need to help me pay off my debt by being an impersonator at a star mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Who do
0: you go as? I would, as fast as possible, buy a Kermit the Frog look-alike uh, <laughs> puppet, and then I'd just be Kermit. So I'd have to hide behind a thing. Because no I one mean, wants to see that the head, the, he- the you, real person behind Kermit.
1: You've you've got you can you've got a little bit of the like Jim Henson beard. Like I don't think you look a, a lot like Jim Henson, but you've you've got, at least got the beard. Okay, and then you could do the Kermit the Frog voice. I'm liking it. So so you've you've got you've got at least that.
0: I do. Uh, you know what? Don't hate it. Uh, past that, okay. I don't know. Really know who else I'd look like enough. Hey, listeners! Uh, you want to just put us on blast because <laughs> you could do that if you really wanted to tell us who we look like as famous people. There
1: was uh, one of those things that was probably designed to steal my information or whatever. Oh, sure, yeah. But mm-hmm. it was totally. like, what's what celebrity do you look like? And it tried it tried to use uh, like facial recognition and whatnot to like probably do nefarious things, but sure. also spat out. Uh, um, who I, I supposedly look like and um, I got and granted this was this was back before I started shaving my head uh, but I got um, it was basically like oh well you've got kind of a like kind of scruffy but not really there kind of beard and a goatee uh, Seth Rogen or Paul Giamatti why not and I'm like okay well <laughs> not really on not either really, of those I no
0: but good try I guess and here have my image for whatever purpose you want to do with it I guess.
1: Sarah has suggested a little bit of uh uh David Cross.
0: Yeah, okay. I can see that.
1: Which I I was like no, that's not that's not a thing. And then there was a an app going around that also was probably designed to steal uh your information. Yep. That like cartoonerized you and I so I did that and then I did that and it it spat back an image that was like oh crap that's David Cross so
0: <laughs> oh crap that's David Cross
1: if I had enough time to sort of grow out sort of like the like male pattern baldness bit around the side of my head and then just shave the top of my head mm-hmm. um and got dorkier glasses. Uh, I could maybe do They have to I could be maybe dorkier. Do a David Cross. And I'd have to shave the the beard and just keep like the Tobias Fünke mustache.
0: Ben, I'm I I regret to inform you that you must do this. This sounds hilarious. <laughs> I would like you to do this.
1: Anyways, he gets uh Vinny gets Jeff to change into a tux to be Ryan Seacrest and Britta is really nervous about this, and Jeff is like, no, you know, I talked to my shrink about it, and, you know, she said you were right. That's why she doubled my dose. So he's on two times the anti-anxiety meds now.
0: Oh, dang it. Okay, so, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to ignore you, but I did find starbyface.com, which is 100% going to steal my information somehow, um, and it gave me two people I don't know, and then Kevin Smith,
1: oh crap okay yeah put you in a hockey jersey and like a, a backwards like baseball cap yeah you so you could you could do 28%, a Kevin. 28 but i could pull it holy off. crap no you could do i'm a upset Kevin about Smith. this
0: uh the next one is danny mcbride which i don't think i could pull off
1: um i need to look up a picture uh
0: we also have uh the guy from the counting crows with with all of his dreadlocks and also Stephen Colbert (laughs) it's
1: like well he's a white dude with glasses (laughs) Stephen Colbert why not
0: that's the best we got 24% yep totally
1: no I'm 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 I can see the Kevin Smith thing now yeah me too you you just gotta hey there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) from from one David Cross to a Kevin Smith (laughs)
0: there's nothing wrong
1: with that (laughs)
0: I'm sorry, I love that. From one David oh man, hilarious. Do you think we could get
1: uh David Cross and Kevin Smith to cover for us next episode Absolutely and we can just f- take a break? Not.
0: <laughs> man, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> screw screw us being them impersonators. They need to be <laughs> us impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, Jeff is now on double the dose, uh is what I said. And um Excellent.
0: Well, while I was trying to figure out that I look like Kevin Smith a little bit.
1: Troy comes over to to yell at Britta because Britta's out of her quadrant. And she's like, Gotta "No, I'm worried about I'm worried about Jeff." And and this is when he's like, "Look, if you have anything else to say, say it in a high-pitched voice while I'm walking backwards." And that's when Britta's like, "Jeff is in grave danger." Hee <laughs> hee
0: first off the real line is hilarious the second one the the fact that we've both done it indicates it's such a funny line and also both of our uh i I can't speak for mine but i yours is very funny to me
1: look gillian jacobs is a pro but i swear if you slow that frame (laughs) that that's down frame by frame Right before the cut, you can i th- I'm pretty sure you can see her just trying not to laugh because she knows how <laughs> ridiculous this yeah, is yeah. it's
0: a very good but it's, it's it's very it's, good
1: it's such a subtle thing like and and it's so subtle that you know maybe even if you go back and do it it may it may just be me like imparting that awkwardness onto her and like me thinking it's there, mm-hmm. but I swear you slow that down frame by frame, and there's just like three frames where her her lips start kind of going into like a smile of like oh my god what am i doing this is so ridiculous <laughs> but i uh, love it it's so good yes
0: <laughs> i <laughs> uh pierce shows up uh as burt Reynolds, so uh you got cowboy hat and you got a mustache uh he is blocked by the bouncer uh, for a bar mitzvah in colorado uh, the bouncer is played by Blake Anderson of workaholics fame. It's not a thing that I am too well aware of, but, uh, but he was on comedy central for a while. So that's exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen him. I've seen him in some other things. What is it having to do with, uh, Colorado? What does that have to do with anything?
0: It just seems like, uh, this is, it's just for, for a bouncer at a bar mitzvah. Like that feels like a very New York kind of thing. I mean, where, ba- where they have bagels.
1: I mean, I mean have you I've been to never, a bar mitzvah
0: in Colorado where there's a bouncer?
1: I've never been to a bar mitzvah anywhere. I don't know. I've never questioned it. It doesn't seem I it does not seem that weird considering the theme of the night. Like I think having okay. a having a bouncer, which first of all, he's not even really a bouncer because like bouncing mean, are big bounces and tough. Pierce? And he is he is not big and tough.
0: He bounces Pierce though.
1: He is just the guy who checks the names on the list. And that's if you're trying to make it like a, a fancy Hollywood party, because again, this is not a bar mitzvah. That's a star mitzvah. See, I think you go all thing. in.
0: I keep messing up the the name of the thing.
1: I think you go all in. You get a guy to bounce people at the door.
0: You know what? I uh, You're probably right on this. And I'm going to, you know, you're, i'm gonna i'm gonna go with your judgment on this sar mitzvah. I don't have much uh uh much uh I've never been to this big of a party and I had a wedding
1: I think it's just i think the the having having the guy to check the the names on the list is just part of the the impersonation of a mm-hmm. fancy hollywood shindig
0: i I may be tweeting a uh a uh, 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 morphing from me to Kevin Smith. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. So
1: yeah, uh, the the workaholics guy does not let him in because right. Burt Reynolds is not on the list. The, he, I mean, he's he's like, no. I mean, you're not Burt Reynolds. Like right. he, you know, he he cuts right to Pierce's core. Like, oh, no, you're directly not to
0: Reynolds. it. Uh, but he does turn away and he takes off the hat and the mustache and he cu- turns back to the bouncer who doesn't recognize him, even though he just was there a moment ago. And he's like, I'm Brando. Uh, it could be under fat. And he's like, oh, oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I like I totally see that, which is uh, sort of weird. Oh, God. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad. It's so good.
1: the 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 third one in this in this. uh
0: I'm surprised it's the third one. It's the second one for me. Um, it's 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 a lot. Is what, what has happened the, here? The
1: second the second one just looks like you took some some r- like really intense shrooms. Like your eyes just <laughs> really opened up the the third one the third one looks like you're actively in pain while your head potentially explodes um
0: <laughs> oh what what a wonderful image that i i have unveiled upon our 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 lovely <laughs> listeners and followers on twitter
1: um so good i will i will say though that this does i i think it does solidify like you could
0: yeah, you no, could definitely. I, you're right, uh-huh. and, and the best part is that the people that are listening to this is like, yeah, you, you, we looked at the picture. Why? But remember, I posted that picture mid-recording.
1: Pierce gets into the party. He's he's fat Brando. Um, Fabed is not doing this right. He is not in his quadrant. He is hanging out with fake Gina Davis, which I mean. Who can blame him? Um, yeah,
0: who? Who as Jamie Lee Curtis from True Lies doesn't want to hang out f- with Gina Davis from from a league from, of their own?
1: I'm just. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, Gina Davis in a league of their own um, introduced a whole era of me being just insanely attracted to redheads, and it's all Gina Davis's fault. So, I think you were
0: about to say horny for this one.
1: <laughs> so you know. I would also totally love to go hang out with a uh, Gina with fake Gina Davis and be sure. like, hey, what's up? There's no crying in baseball and like, None. quote, a league of their own.
0: Yeah, it'd be great. Troy tells him to get back to his quadrant and do this right or else Vinny won't clear the debt. And Abed's like, who cares about money? This is why we're alive. Oh, there's Lorenzo Lamas. Let's go.
1: Chang is working private security at this. Um, so, you know, back to your thing about the bouncer. Apparently they need security at this event. So. Right.
0: Well, he does say that one of the perks when your brother is a rabbi is that you get some private security gigs that your brother officiates. So it's more of a bone being given to uh, Chang than anything else. Um. So, so Troy is taking some pictures with some attendees. When Vinny comes over, he's like, hey, why is Abed out of his quadrant? And Troy's like... I'm trying to be as quick on his feet He's uh, like, he's reenacting a movie And then Vinny's like, what movie were Jamie Lee Curtis and Lorenzo Llamas In together?
1: See, now I'm just embarrassed for you Because you've never seen Lorenzo's oil Lorenzo is an oil tycoon that gets his address book Switched with Jamie Lee Curtis's And they give each other piggyback rides
0: I can't believe it, did you go to college? Yes No, whatever, keep working I do want to point out it's a real movie. It does not feature either of those actors. It stars Nick Nolte and Susan Sarandon.
1: Meanwhile, all of the moms are super into Hot Sea Crest.
0: Boy, it's just everybody's like you're so gorgeous and his ego swell the apple ego swells to dangerous levels. I mean, it's
1: it's that milf inflation baby like You know, you're like, I'm already I've already got a I've already got a huge ego. And then you walk into a whole cadre of milfs and they're just like, you are the hottest thing that ever existed. And then like, yeah, your ego, that Apple ego, it's going to inflate. That's how apples work.
0: You said Milf's too many time for me it's con- it's concerning. Um <laughs> shows his law enforcement baton to kids while Phoebe is behind him DJing uh, a fake moby if you will. Uh, that fake moby gonna be real important so just keep an eye on him. You know
1: um, what they say about a fake moby in the 12th episode of the season.
0: You got to fire that Phoebe in in episode 20. I don't know which episode but I know that he's going to get fired. In in a metaphorical sense, not in a like getting fired from his job sense, or maybe both. I don't know. Uh, He he does ask. uh, Chang asks if the kids want to hold it, and like, of course they do. They're kids, of course they want to hold a thing that can hurt people. Uh, This this triggers like a a thought bubble in Chang's mind, and also we can see it. Uh, He starts to hatch a plan where kid plus kid plus kid equals army, and is like, hey, would any of you kids like a college credit? And they're like. Yeah, which is the correct uh, response when you are 13. Uh-huh.
1: But then his plan gets changed when he sees, Uh, I guess we're calling
0: him phobie. It's it's what it says on the thing. It says phobie behind him. Does it? I've never noticed DJ-y. that. Yeah, it does. Okay, I've
1: never noticed that.
0: Uh, so, um, yes, he, he kind of hatches additional parts of the scheme, um, because if he uses his army minus the real Dean plus Phobie he equals Chang with a crown on. He could be king of the school. A thing
1: that nobody ever wanted, except like Martin and Prince in The Simpsons. And Chang. Chang wants And Chang. It's important to Chang. Also, he does say to Phoebe, You look like a friend of mine. And so he's like, Wait, you're friends with Moby?
0: <laughs> That's it's very good. The impersonator stuff, it, the impressionists, like it's it's it all gets a little bit too deep in some cases and not deep enough in others. And it's always very funny, like trying to hold on to what wave you're in.
1: Jeff realizes that his ego, his, his apple in his head is inflating Mm -hmm. too much. And so he, he says that to Britta and Britta starts insulting him in a bunch of ways that I did not write down because she, she rapid fires them. Something about being unavailable, unavailable emotionally during sex. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, He's got bad posture. His bathroom tile floor is awful. When he Um, does too
0: many pushups, he looks like he has boobs. And he's like, thank him. you for,
1: thank you for making all those lies up about me. I'm sure it was difficult, uh, but it works. But it's like, we're getting for, you out of here for the moment. It works. Um, but then one of the milfs is like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to keep saying it is like, you sure. Are. If it were up to me, you'd win every single award. And he's like. There's awards.
0: I will say that Troy. The reason that Britta is not like pushing it further is because Troy is literally pushing her back to her quadrant. Because again, Troy is the only one that knows that if they don't do this right, Abed's legs are going to get broke.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that uh that is called troymatic irony. It's when only the audience and Troy knows. Well, Mike is literally walking away. He has uh, quit the podcast, so um, I'm I'm guess I'm doing this podcast on my own now. It's just a it's just a totally blank screen on the other end of this. All call. right, I've
0: reconsidered. I I will continue to do this podcast with you. Uh, so to move past that wonderful pun that that Ben dropped, we go to the awards portion of the the star mitzvah where ladies and non genteel men are welcomed and it's I'm a good joke. And I'm also sure I said it wrong. Um the joke is b- basically the concept of this award award ceremony is that it's basically just pumping up Howard Schwartz's ego, which is funny. Um because he's he's the man of the hour literally. And they're all presented by impersonators. So we get Morgan and Freeman and Bono who present him the it's award.
1: A, it's a good fake bono. Like it's they're a both good. good fake bono. Holy hell fake Bono yeah. is really good.
0: They present him the award for Best Math Student, uh, which Jeff Jeff kind of like, as this is happening, gets more and more concerned that he's not going to win the award because it doesn't make sense for him to win the award. Uh, Sean Connery gives him the award for Cleanest Room, which I would definitely lose. Uh, Christopher Walken gives him, gives him the award for Coolest Skateboard Trick, which... Cool.
1: I would also lose, yeah. unless you're talking Tony Hawk Pro Skater, in which case... uh.
0: 1080 Christ Air, baby. Boom. Uh, Jack Nicholson gives him the award for best Halo score. So if you've ever wanted to hear Jack Nicholson discuss a video game, this is probably the best one you're going to get.
1: Uh, let's get Jack Nicholson on how did this get played. Continue. <laughs> I'm just inviting guests to other bigger <laughs> to podcasts.
0: Podcast. Uh, the final award is the most handsome young man. And the, the women around Jeff are like... If you ask me, I think you're gonna win the award for the most handsome young man. Oh. <laughs> nah, oh, give me a break. It's his bar mitzvah.
1: Uh, sure enough, he does not win because uh, Howie Schwartz wins, mm-hmm. and that's presented when by
0: Fake Oprah, uh, R. Shirley. So mm-hmm. she
1: gets to do something funnier. That's when Jeff's ego apple pops, and he immediately hulks out. The like, tuck starts ripping.
0: Yeah, a po- ex- uh, pops is a little. It, there's like a giant explosion in his mind. Uh huh. But yeah, he he's like tearing his tucks to reveal his entire chest. Um, it has sure. nothing
1: to do with community, but there's uh, the slow mo guys did a fun uh, little video where they get an apple to explode by rotating it so fast uh it's pretty cool i'd recommend watching it (laughs) i watched a lot of slow-mo guys during the pandemic um we we all watched a lot of things like i loved marble races Uh uh-huh and i was just like cool i'm gonna watch this guy uh spin an apple in the air so fast that it literally breaks into pieces and it was pretty cool um cool i'd recommend it go watch it tell them ben sent you they'll tell be him. like who the who the hell is ben yeah comment and in the
0: <laughs> comment in the youtube section of the slow-mo guys <laughs> being like ben sent me and not explain
1: more have you ever gone to like a uh, a video and then like someone's like like you, you go to to the daybreak uh, sure. video and like people in the comments are like community sent me here right yeah I want mm-hmm. I want one in the slow mo guys uh,
0: but it's just <laughs> but it's just Ben
1: good, not Ben good, from
0: Good Morning Greendale just no ben. I want
1: I want to say Good Morning Greendale sent me here okay um, that's that's free advertising. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're editing, then, we're editing wikipedia to say that chekhov played water polo and then we're also saying go to youtube and say something specific of i'm Good not morning, i'm window. not
1: directing anyone to do anything i'm just However, saying it i want really to see cool,
0: that wink wink <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
1: uh, yeah, Jeff starts hulking out after his ego apple explodes, uh, uh-huh. like so much slow mo guy apple explosions, and he his the the seams on his tux start ripping, and he starts throwing things, and he goes up to the the podium and tries to steal the award. He, he does steal the award surely. Yeah, he, he which like,
0: is like a deep do- dip too and Brit is like, "Oh god, no."
1: And then all the the new security task force that Chang has made goes up to try to take out uh Hulk Jeff yeah okay i'm starting to see why this is maybe a very inaccessible episode just with the <laughs> words that are coming out of my mouth
0: i i was I, I like how you called it a security task force when i definitely called it a kid army
1: uh it's two very different uh takes on the same thing but yes um the <laughs> this, security task force slash kid army goes to try to take out jeff and jeff just annihilates them right like because you know he's an adult, and these are a bunch of thirteen-year-old kids.
0: And it's not like he's like he—he he is like a muscly adult. Like he's gonna take care of these kids, no problem. Speaking uh, of Ch- him
1: being a muscly adult, he does rip his shirt off, which yeah. Annie is is a little turned on by the abs. Sure, uh, for sure.
0: I mean, same. Um, they're good abs. Good abs. I don't. I don't have any. Uh, so I would love to add six. Uh Chang finally uses the Trank gun, the Chekhov's Trank gun, and hits Jeff right in the butt. Uh, but he tears out the dart and goes running off, groaning in the distance.
1: and ev- everyone is like, oh man, this is all ruined, and and Troy is really worried, but then ha- little sorry, I shouldn't say little, he's a man manly now, Howie. officially Manly Howie Ha <laughs> Howie Schwartz, uh comes up and he he's like I love you dad. I knew you'd invite the Hulk. And so this causes Vinny to be like like he he his Howie's dad nods at Vinny and Vinny's like yeah, okay, cool. Like th- it's so random and weird, but like this worked. He even says to Troy like all right, you got lucky. Abed's debt is paid.
0: Mhm. Uh we go to the bar for Pierce's conclusion to his story uh which uh, I did, uh, 100% like didn't realize he was having a story at all. And I've seen this episode before Uh, Pierce is drinking a whiskey when a kid's like, Hey, boogie nights. Right. And the kid's like, yeah, you're fat Burt Reynolds. And Pierce is like, I'll take it.
1: I mean, in fairness, he does have a story in three acts. Act one is he insists that he, uh, if he were to have any lookalike, it would be Burt Reynolds. And then in act two, he tries to be Burt Reynolds. And has to grudgingly sure. accept that he's fat Brando, and then in Act Three, a kid calls him Fat Burt Reynolds to kind of split the difference. Story in three acts.
0: Sure, it's also for a combined well,
1: screen time of about fourteen
0: seconds. Mm-hmm. I could watch this in two vines. God,
1: remember Vine?
0: This is not, I do. I, I wasn't on Vine, but I feel like TikTok is the new Vine, but also dancing. If you're on the right side of TikTok, which is the mentally uh uh mentally uh, mentally ill part of TikTok, just uh, as as somebody who is mentally ill, uh it is the good part where people are like bonk. like I get a lot of ADHD videos as well for some reason I don't think I have it, but whatever. Um and then just people are having a good time and talking making funny jokes.
1: Uh so back at apartment 303, Troy walks in and Abed is lying on a chair with a broken leg. And he's like, oh no, what did they do to you? Tell me who they looked like, which is a great line. It's very good. Uh, and then f- a fake Robin Williams uh, jumps out of the kitchen and it's do- They're doing a whole patch Adams thing. Sure. Um, because I immediately best...
0: turned around and hired another impersonator.
1: Yeah. Not the best Robin Williams, but I think that just speaks to how hard it is to like do a Robin Williams. I think right. he was, I think he was a kind also, of one of a kind
0: and yes absolutely and also this is the night of the the star mitzvah that that you so you're not getting the top of the top yeah he
1: he literally like went to fake french stewart on the way out and was like yo hook me up with a robin williams and then also a bunch of other people that just flash by too fast i have no idea who they one were of them to is be.
0: definitely tom cruise
1: troy kind of loses it because he's like we spent our whole night paying off your debt and you're blowing all your money on a patch Adams
0: and um well they're gonna do Popeye next because Abed's gonna be olive oil and he pulls down he pulls down his like blanket and shows the olive oil shirt and I'm like
1: that that sort of implies that sort of implies he just had that uh which I'm not gonna go into um look
0: look, like if there is a if you dive in a little bit too deep you're like oh this is all sex foreplay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um Troy is really upset and he goes into their little blanket fort room and kicks out all the other impersonators. There's like four more of them. Right. so They just you know. like
0: file out. It's very and funny. If, if
1: you if you assume that's a seventy dollar rate, uh seventy dollars an hour, probably minimum just of one out. hour.
0: Just hanging out.
1: You know, that's that's a lot of money to blow immediately after paying off this three thousand dollar debt. But then we we, we we get sort of to the crux of that because Abed comes in and he, he asks, you know, are you mad at me? Because, like, in Abed's mind, he had a great night. Like, it was a super fun night of right. uh, basically playing games. And uh, Troy is like, no, I'm not mad at you. But, like, clearly Troy's upset. Right. Um, and then Abed goes to go play in the Dreamatorium and then... Troy calls him back and he's like, no, wait, I I am mad at you.
0: Yeah, and, and Abed is confused because that goes against the friends never lie to each other promise that they had made an adventure criminal law very early on in the episode. Or I think that's episode five of the first season,
1: mm-hmm. which is also great because he cites the date that the episode aired, which um, of course, because... why well, of course,
0: I am mad at you.
1: You said you weren't. We never lie. I know we made a deal. October 15th, 2009. Friends don't lie to each other. I know. Well, of course, community would do that, specifically Abed.
0: Uh, but Troy tells him that I that he lied because Abed doesn't like people that tell him what to do. And Troy doesn't want to be one of those people. But then he's like, you have to stop renting impersonators. Vinny wanted to break your legs. Yeah, Ab-
1: Abed just isn't really quite getting it. And so Troy kind of uh, simplifies it down to like, you. sometimes you have to just trust that you have to trust enough to trust me. um, And when I tell you what to do, and then Abed's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't want to stop being best friends. So I guess sometimes I will let you tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. I do Um, find,
0: and and I don't, this might be more grades territory, but I do find this interesting because this has echoes to me of what he uh, ended up doing to Britta. Um, When when he was going doing like starting his uh, his film studies because he was splashing her cash effectively and Mm -hmm. buying everything and doing everything that way. But he was doing it for on purpose to get the reaction that he wanted from Britta for his movie where he's doing this almost in a way that isn't seeming no one's noticed. like he he's not noticing the same pattern here and i find that very kind of an interesting rhyme i don't know if it's impl- well, I, you know, implicated by the show to be that kind of rhyme echo but it is interesting
1: i think i think the difference in that is that i mean i, I it is very purposeful in in uh that episode uh with britta because he is very he's he he's an observer and he, so he you know he watches people sure. he is an he understands enough of how people work to kind of get that reaction out of her i think that the big difference is that in this case i feel like abed at at no point does abed ever feel like this is an imposition to anyone hmm. because he is literally like money like the three thousand dollars in debt which like imagine being you know twenty something at a community college and being right. you know three thousand dollars in debt to anything other than the student loans you've already got.
0: Right. Yeah. But the student le- the student debt at that point is basically just that's you know, that's future use problem. Well, not even that. It's just um, like it's 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 non tangible. It's like I don't. Right. That's 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 magic. Right. But this is very but like, much specific. Yeah. That's good so.
1: Point. Yeah. So you know, I, I mean. A three thousand dollar bill on something for me now in my thirties is, is is you know nothing to to laugh about. Right. It um imagine being as poor as a college student and that and and him just being like, well, money doesn't matter because like what matters is that I can reenact these scenes. I can hang out with all these impersonators at this star mitzvah. And like, this is fun. And this is like, he literally says, this is what life is about. Right. So in his mind, he has not done anything wrong. Like his friends all obviously had as much fun as he did doing this. Like, so I I, I think that's sort of the big difference. I see. Is that yeah, no, that makes sense. He understands that that money can cause those tensions as, as he very clearly kind of pushed Britta to but the difference is that here to him the money spent on impersonators is not an object whereas in in that episode with Britta like he he goes out of his way to be like I spent the money you gave me on a camera that has settings most people don't even think about right like
0: that's a good point yeah no I think that makes sense i i i i I do find that they're they're interesting meditations on similar topics at least sure,
1: sure, which um, is
0: very funny to call this episode a meditation on anything um speaking of uh troy goes to do the handshake and is left hanging because uh Abed goes to the dreamatorium alone,
1: yeah, he wants to play by himself for a bit um and it's it's uh, a weird sort of like sad moment in the troy abed yeah. friendship like you you don't you don't see a lot of these yeah. um
0: very much a disconnect between the two of them.
1: And um, I think this is definitely like the the first big one where like, you know, you previous to this episode, you see the Troy Abed relationship and there's never going to be anything this big. And then there is something this big. right? And so like, I think it I think it hits pretty hard because yeah, of that.
0: Like from the the genesis of their friends don't lie to one another is probably the only other thing that I can think of as being a big deal. But it's like that was so early on in the formation of their friendship that this is like clearly a different uh, uh, stage of their friendship.
1: Um, Before Abed does go off, they they do still have like, hey, we're still like best friends, though, right? Like, yeah, you know, still best friends always. Yeah. So, you know, Troy kind of thinks that that's, like enough but clearly abed has some stuff to work out Mm -hmm. um he goes to the dreamatorium
0: and it's it's important to let people deal with the conflict how they best deal with it but you need to like come together and kind of work through it together as a group the way that the way that everybody needs to so
1: on the side of the road jeff wakes up shirtless (laughs) with ripped pants uh with a bunch of people driving by being like i love you seacrest hulk like people leaving the star mitzvah are just like like oh my god it's seacrest hulk
0: Uh, Um, i do love the small touch of playing the lonely man from the incredible hulk uh it's chef's kiss it's wonderful
1: uh britta picks him up and um uh jeff is like you know you're right um and and uh he he's he feels bad about ruining Mm. this uh this kid's bar mitzvah And uh, she's like, you know what you're feeling is called shame. And
0: it means we're getting better. Uh, Jeff uh, offers to be the person that she studies for her psych class. And she's like, you're way out of my league in that way. I'm going to go with someone way less complicated. Like Abed.
1: Speaking of Abed, he's in the dreamatorium. We get this sort of uh, imagination journey with him where Mm -hmm. he blasts off in a ship called SS Abed 1373. He's blasting off through space, and then that's when evil Abed shows up, and they they have a little sort of dialogue about. um, I didn't write down too much of it uh, because it's it's basically just like sometimes it's great to be alone because like you get to decide everything, you get to you get to control how fast you go. All the pee breaks are yours alone. Um, And then there is a line from from good Abed who does say. This is kind of inaccessible and maybe too dark.
0: <laughs> maybe a little bit. Uh, they end the scene saying, uh, "Good Abed," I guess. That our normal Abed goes, "Cool, cool, cool, cool." And evil Abed is like, "Hot, hot, hot, hot." Uh, we get you know, a little bit of a diametrically opposed. Uh-huh.
1: We get a little bit of a tag where it's just Chang saluting in front of a Greendale flag. And then he's like, who's ready to Chang the world? And all the kids are like, Chang, Chang, Chang. All hail Chang.
0: Yeah, it, it's very much like he looks like Patton, which is hilarious to me. It's mostly a vision of things to come. Anyways,
1: at that point, that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is
0: time for... Great! Uh, I, I like this episode. It's very much... You can tell that the network is going to be like let's not let's not run this one let's it's run, inaccessible let's...
1: and maybe too dark. I've yeah. had it right,
0: but I do think you get a lot of interpersonal uh relationship stuff that that is very good um you get a lot of the you know jeff and britta a relationship where she's kind of moving on in her psych uh, psychology world and he is trying to re- starting to really become like you know not just a big jerk that is handsome um he's kind of like realizing you know b- even though it's because of the medication he's on he he realizes that he can't just feed his ego like he he is and he wakes up and literally sees the the ruined remains of where he was. I think it's very it's very first off. I think it's a hilarious episode. Uh, it's there's a lot going on, and I love like the set change to the star mitzvah. Um, everything there is just just wacky and wild and fun. Um, the you know dreamatorium sequence always good. You know I I I don't. I don't think it's like the best episode I've ever seen, but it's definitely up there. Uh, you know, I, I honestly I've seen this episode obviously, uh, and I'm, it never sticks with me. But this one, it did. It's very it's very funny to me. Uh, just having all these different situations happen, and uh, like the star of the episode is Jeff, like literally hulking out. Um, I think I think I'll give it an A minus, mostly because it doesn't have the staying power with me that like paintball or chicken fingers does um but i think it's it does really clever things with impersonators that i i, I think is very funny and also that bono real good bono and also like real add, good bono and adding phoby and like characters that will spoiler alert see for a bit so yeah i i enjoyed it
1: every time you say Phoebe i want to be like it's pronounced phoebe but uh, <laughs> that's just me um Excellent. So yeah, I think this one, this one's kind of interesting to me um, because I feel like we, we had a lot of episodes like this when we talked about Futurama where like going into it, I'm like, uh, I don't really love this episode. And then I watch it and I'm like, Oh, that was actually a really fun episode. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those episodes where like, you know, uh, cause you know, at the end of every episode, I see what episodes coming next. And so I have a week to be like, oh man, we're going to talk about that one next, and I'm sometimes excited and sometimes dreading it. Um but this one was one where it was like, uh, I mean, it's fine, but watching it, it's actually a ton of fun. And I don't I don't know what that disconnect is with it where I'm just like I'm not ever looking forward to it. But I do think it's a lot of fun. I think the the I mean, I think actually maybe what it is for me is that it feels Almost like nothing happens because, like, the bulk of the story is in this uh, kid's bar mitzvah, <laughs> where it's just a bunch of them. I'm sorry, being this the... man's bar mitzvah. Yes, uh, my apologies. <laughs> this young man's bar mitzvah. Excellent. the The bulk of the story is at this young man's bar mitzvah, and so it feels almost like nothing happens when in reality you get some actual character growth from Jeff. Yeah. You get the the biggest wedge in in Troy Abed that has ever happened up to right. this point. It's also setting up for two big story elements for later in the season. Um that is which true. Are admittedly not at all my favorite uh stories. Um sure. <laughs> which uh we will get into when those happen. But <laughs> um uh but yeah, oh overall, I mean I I'd say probably like a B plus. Uh the, it's it's really good. Um but it is it, it does feel just a, a little bit disjointed, I think, because of that. Okay. Because it's just like Here's some very important pot, plot points, but mostly this is just people looking like other people.
0: <laughs> it's true. There's so much looking like other people in this one. Um,
1: so it's it's a weird one. This is one of the harder ones I've ever had to grade because it is is kind of all over the place. Um, but we want to know what you think about this episode about who your celebrity look alike mm. would be.
0: Uh I I I just would love you to look back in the, the tweet the Twitter history of our good good Greendale uh and uh see that that wonderful gradient of moving from me to Kevin Smith.
1: I hate it so much.
0: <laughs> it's 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 definitely something I'll put it that way.
1: So yeah uh we want to know that we want to know um what else did we even talk about uh, what body um, part
0: would you like to detach
1: Ah, uh, yes uh let us know have what you if- ever done the song detachable penis at karaoke because i want to not be the only one
0: i there have to be other people that have done it i just don't know if they're in our uh they're in our lovely audience our lovely uh our, our lovely fans um what what do you when are you excited to see ben mooney sports detective
1: uh it better be summer of 2022 because that's when it's coming out baby well
0: you'll never know where the first set pictures will leak
1: we want to know all these things and more you can let us know by tweeting at us at Good Greendale. You can find us on the internet at Good Click on contact. There's a little contact form that'll send us a little message right from you to us.
0: And we'll see it and we'll read it and we'll be like, that's a good message.
1: Um, and you can find our fan group on Facebook. It's the League of Jeremy's. Uh, it's put together by uh, our longtime supporter, Laura, who uh, recently got married. So congratulations to her uh, for that as well. Um, that's, uh, you can come uh, talk to us about community and our other podcasts and stuff over there. And of course, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Mm-hmm. If you felt like uh, this conversation about detachable arms and, mm-hmm. ben and Nune, sports, sports detective, detective yeah. is worth, worth your money.
0: Um, and if not, we, Hey, we totally understand, uh, because, you know, we, we just basically went, uh, did some goofy goof ups for an hour and a half. Um, uh, but also like we understand, you know, everything's still kind of out there and, you know, sometimes it's about, uh, you know, keeping the community around you healthy. And sometimes it's about some, uh, you know, m- you know, making yourself happy. So just be happy. You know, if you want to donate that money that you would send to us to a charity, that's fine, too. We love you and we want you to be happy. And we just we just want to put that smile on your face. So we hope you're doing well. And until next time, we're talking about
1: another episode of the hit yet canceled NBC television show, later Yahoo screen television (laughs) show community.
0: I'm Ben. And I'm fake Kevin Smith. (laughs) I wish wish you you luck. luck.